Welcome in to Sam and Gabby's Fantasy Football Show, episode 19, week 18. We're here. It's January 5th, Wednesday night. I'm here with my co-host, Gabby Mozipo, and yet another episode. We've got Andrew Bigelow joining us again. Welcome, both of you. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing well. well. Yeah, yeah. One at a time, guys. One at a time. Come on, come on, come on. Gabby, give it to me. I'm doing better than Gabby. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well myself, you know, not as good as Andrew, obviously, there. Of but, course, you know, yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Andrew's, uh, yeah, of course, doing better than everybody, right? Um, yeah, excited to talk fantasy football, how this show is going to work this week. Of course, it's week 18, so if you're still playing in your league, good luck to you. You're, of course, in your championship. If you're out, then you're with the majority of fantasy players because, of course, it's week 18, so most players have either finished their league so this week we're going to go through all the matchups, but we're not going to necessarily touch on every single thing this week like we might in a normal episode uh, because we know not everybody's playing. We're going to touch on all the important stuff, though, and also talk about some of the, the future aspects of uh, some of the teams and things like that, some of the players. So we'll get into things in the present and in the near future here. So for Dynasty and next year's uh, redraft leagues as well. So first things first, though. Gabby's going to take us through some of the things you need to know this week or, or a few news and notes pieces that we wanted to touch on before we go through the rest of the, the matchups here. So Gabby, take it away. Yeah, I just wanted to, Hey guys, I just want to talk about a couple of the matchups here that are going to be of worth note here in the uh, week 18, just with some teams that are not going to be playing all their players all the time, just because due to, playoff implications going into the playoffs. At first, I want to talk about Cincinnati, Cincinnati versus Cleveland. I don't think Cincinnati is going to be playing their starters at all here. Joe Burrow is going to be sitting in with Joe Mixon as well, coming off the COVID list. Um, they've stated now that most of their starters are going to be sitting here. And with Baker not playing as well with the shoulder, and he looks like he's going to be a shoulder injury, it looks like it's going to be a dull. So I wouldn't be looking to start anybody outside of Nick Chubb here, but. Before you move on, Gabby, I just wanted to say mm -hmm. real quick, Baker is for sure not playing. He's actually getting surgery um, as soon as possible, according to Kevin Stefanski. That's the latest I heard and will not be playing this week. So he is for sure out, but continue. Oh, All right. yeah. that's good to note. Uh, next game here, I have note, Cowboys versus Eagles. Cowboys have something to play for here. They can move up in their playoff standings. They've already clinched the division. But the Eagles, on the other hand, looks like they might be sitting some players with some COVID and some injury concerns coming to the forefront. It look, they're going to be up to be on the road with their first matchup anyway, and they, they're determined that they are going to be able to beat anybody or they're going to be able to lose anybody, which is probably going to be more likely. So their opponent really doesn't matter to them. So the week of rest is really is what's going to be key to them. So Watch out. I would watch to not play any of my Eagles players, but I'm looking to play Dallas players just because Mike McCarthy came out and said that he's playing all his players. You might temper expectations, Next. though, like for Dallas players, just because if the Eagles do play their second team, Dallas could get ahead by a bit. Yeah. So if you're looking for a big, uh, big 
big point totals, you might look at another another matchup. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Sam, for that note. And then the next game I have here of note is going to be the Steelers versus Ravens, uh, which is Lamar Jackson being out. Looks like Tyler Huntley is going to get the start. Both these teams are going to have to play most of their starters just because they're, they're both doesn't seem like they're going to be in the playoffs, but they both are mathematically still in the playoffs. They do need some help, a lot of help. They need multiple teams to lose around them, but it starts with both of them winning. So if you were on the fence about playing these players, I would definitely play these players with confidence, especially in a division matchup. You know, they're going to be going at it the whole time. So this is definitely a matchup that I'm looking that I have confidence in playing the players that they're going to be playing the whole time. And then the last matchup I had for you guys today here was uh, Arizona Cardinals versus Seattle Seahawks. Um, Arizona has a ch- they've clinched the playoffs, but they them and the Rams they're fighting for the division title. They both haven't won it yet. They split their division one one, so this game is important to both. Whoever wins their matchup and the other loses, they will clinch the crown. So. Watch out for the Cardinals players. And this might be Russ's last game in Seattle or Pete's Carroll's last game in Seattle. So I'd expect to see Seahawks go out here with a bang. So for all you betters out there, I love the Seahawks plus seven on, on a spoiler. Cardinals have been on a rut this year, especially at home. They do not play well at home. You go look at their losses. They've mostly been at home and to the Lions. So um, on the road, but. I, I love the Seahawks plus seven. That was just my betters tip of the week there. But I, other than that, um, you know, those are all the notes I have for you guys in terms of matchup matchups to watch. Yeah, I could see the Seahawks playing well in this game. I heard that uh, the Seahawks might actually keep Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And if that's the case, then they can't just come out and just flop. So and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, in agreement with Gabby. But for different reasons, I'd say. I uh, I definitely think the Seahawks are going to play well. I think I'm, I kind of agree with you both a little bit in different ways. But, um, yeah, I definitely think the Seahawks are going to play well. Um, definitely think it's going to be a loss for them still. But I think their offense is going to play fairly well um, as far as fantasy. And I, I feel like I, the Seahawks are going to win. Ooh, bold state. I don't know. I don't know. I, the Cardinals have been really bad lately, so I, it wouldn't shock me. I think it'll be a good game. But um, I just wanted to say I do think Russell Wilson uh, will not be in Seattle next year, personally. Not, I don't know if you what you do with that information, but that's personally how I think it's going to land. But, yeah, I don't think he'll be in Seattle at all next year. If not Pete Carroll, I definitely think it's either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson. That combination is split up after this year. But if you are that Jody Allen, I think you the decision's pretty easy. You kick Pete Carroll to the curb and you keep Russ. So there, I think I there might be. You think the relationship's fractured? I actually, I think it's funny you said that. I would have said that I think if uh, Russ stays, Pete stays, and I think if he goes, Pete might go. No, Pete. What? Where's Pete gonna go? He's like retirement. That's why I just don't think he would want to start over with another quarterback. I don't think if Russ wanted to leave, 
I don't think Pete Carroll necessarily would want to start over with another unless they get somebody really good, but who I don't know who they would get. They're not that enticing of a destination. I, I think mean, Pete, yeah, but they have to trade for us. They would trade him somewhere and you you would think you would get somebody a quarterback in return or some assets. Yeah, but you're not trade. So he's gonna he's gonna leave he's gonna tell you where he'd want to go. For instance, like the Giants or the Raiders. Both of those teams would give you their quarterback and probably a pick or two for Russ. Maybe not the Raiders just because Derek Carr's been playing that well, but the Giants definitely would for Daniel Jones. Yeah, but that's still a rebuild even if you have Daniel Jones and you have all those picks, which is great. But again, those players you're going to pick there, they have to develop if they're not all if not all the picks are in this year, which would likely they wouldn't be all this year. You're going to have to be there a few years before you see the fruits of that trade. Does Pete Carroll want to wait that out? I don't know. That's a good point. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild. I mean, I feel like we say this every offseason. It doesn't become it doesn't end up as wild as it, it could have been. But I definitely could see this being a wild offseason. Um, but we'll definitely see, especially the Seahawks situation is gonna be one a prime one to follow for sure. Indeed, Sam. Indeed. All right. So now that we got through that news and notes segment and a little bit extra, uh, we are going to take a quick break here, and then we are going to go through all of the important matchups that we want to touch on. So anything we want to mention, we'll go through those, um, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, welcome back into Sam and Gabby's Fantasy Football Show with Andrew. We are back to go through the matchups. We're just going to go around and talk about the ones that we think are interesting. So, you know, we might not touch on every matchup. Maybe it's boring, but, you know, there's a lot of you who uh, are done with your fantasy seasons. A few of you still playing, those lucky few. Um, And then people looking forward to next year. So we're just going to touch on what's important for us now and moving forward. So I think the first matchup, that we are going to touch on. It's going to be the Patriots and the Dolphins. I think this one's interesting because I think the Dolphins have had, have some players like Jalen Waddle who are interesting. Um, and I'm curious, do you think the Patriots defense is good enough to shut them down? I, I, I think Jalen Waddle is the kind of guy that you probably would look forward to get a big game um, generally, but I think the Patriots might be a matchup. Um, that is too good, and so I would I would probably be fading Jalen Waddle. Um, curious on your guys' take, and if you have any uh, players in this matchup that you wanted to to point out at all. Um, um you go, Gabby. Yeah, Jalen Waddle is somebody I'm not looking to play this week. New England's been pretty good versus wide receivers. They're currently ranked fifth on the year, and. What we know about New England is that they like to take away their number one option, and this year it's been Jalen Waddle. So I do expect a lot of J.C. Jackson following him, or at least double coverage. So if you have options such as maybe like a Amal Ross State Brown or uh like somebody else, maybe a wide receiver too. I've been looking to play Jalen Waddle. I just couldn't think of, I couldn't think of any realistic guys that you would think about. Yeah, hey, you're looking like a Snoop Dogg on the Manning cast. I don't know if you said, it would be a, uh, some... 
Our, our, our <laughs> group name would be uh, I can't do it. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sorry. Continue. No, but outside of that, the those Dolphins that uh, model, Jaseki is a tight end that if you've been rolling with him all year, then at this point you probably be up to play him because you that means you don't have a better option. You haven't found one all year, so. Yeah, outside of that, I do think New England's a good play, the defense-wise, and Nick Folk are still excellent plays. Yeah, and one point to note, uh, Damian Harris has has a hamstring injury that he's been nursing from last week. Uh, Not sure if he'll be playing or not yet. Uh, Has not been uh, declared either way, I don't believe, for this week. Uh, So something to monitor. If Damian Harris misses, of course, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the backup, the handcuff. Uh, the guy who replaces him. I'm curious, uh, moving forward with Jalen Waddle, kind of where where do you think he's going to fall just in, like, redraft in the leagues next year? Where do you think, um, like, not necessarily, like, a place, but I'm curious if you guys think there's any, like, comparable guy that maybe maybe more of a veteran or where, do you have any idea where you think uh, Jalen Waddle will go? Because he's pretty, pretty, pretty good this year. I think he might be redraft. Good. Yeah. Or I could honestly see uh, Jalen Waddle having a better season than Jamar Chase next season. That I don't think that, that would be that crazy to say. I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go guaranteeing it or anything. But... <laughs> no, yeah. I, I definitely think Jalen Waddle is uh, definitely drafted high. I, he has to be up there above – Players like T. Higgins, who have really broken out this year. Um, Jalen Wilds had a whole season of it. Um, has to be above. Um, like, Could easily be a PPR monster. Yeah, for sure. I I, I love Jalen Waddle. I guess the point I was trying to make is just I think he's going to be really good next year. And obviously, he's a great dynasty asset as well. Um, but, yeah. I think he's a C.D. Lamb category. I think he's even better than C.D. Lamb if we're going to think about comps. Yeah, that's a I mean, great one. Yeah, no, that's great. I agree. I think he actually is uh, probably better than C.D. Lamb. It's gonna, it's gonna depend, of course, on a lot of things over the offseason. Like, he's, he's gonna break the reception record this week. I mean, obviously, it's one more game, but he's for rookie reception record. He was one off of Aiden Bolden's. So, I mean, he's been a monster this year. The touchdowns haven't been there, but something we have to note with the Dolphins is that we're pretty sure that they're gonna get a better quarterback it might be Deshaun it might be somebody but they're looking to get a better quarterback I'm you know? not I don't know if I'm be so sure about that I don't know if they get another guy I think they might have two next year actually I bet they have two next year you don't think they're yeah, gonna get I agree. Deshaun? I think I think two is the guy yeah I don't think they're gonna get um a deal that's good enough or be able to get a deal that they think is worth it to get rid of Tua I think I think they think two is solid which they should if they drafted him as high as they did, that's they should. That's a problem, though. You don't want a quarterback who's solid, especially if the rest of your team isn't that good. If but the rest do you think he's played well this season? But I think the question is, do you want to give up? Uh, you, you're basically wasting that pick on a guy that you think had a ceiling that you got. You ha- I think you have to give him a chance to reach that ceiling. Uh, so you're basically wasting the pick you made on Tua if you go and just sign a free agent. But if you make a trade, especially for Deshaun Watson, who – could be in some some legal trouble potentially. I mean, it sounds like stuff. Some of that stuff's getting resolved um, through settlements, but 
still we don't it's not over yet still don't know exactly what's going to happen i just i would not be going moving off to a trading away first round draft pick capital and probably more to get deshaun watson um who might not even end up being uh, a guy you'd rather have on your team than Tua. It's hard to be patient when the other two guys in your rookie class are baby Jesuses and taking coming in Burrow and Justin Herbert, to be fair. He's the third worst quarterback in that class by at least two steps, and it's probably more than that. So it's going to be hard for the GM and ownership to be patient with the guy when you can pull a trigger to get a guy that's way better and make your team a contender, especially when those guys are going to be on the hot seat next year. The Dolphins team, there isn't a reason why they shouldn't have been in the playoffs this year. If you look at their team on paper, the the defense is good enough. I mean, I'm not the biggest Tua guy ever. I just think that they're not going to give up the draft capital you need to get Sean Watson. And I don't think, I don't think they're going to bring in, pay a guy a bunch of money in free agency. Wow, they have two. I just don't think that's going to happen. But we'll see. I mean, I guess it's kind of just a wait and see. None of us, I guess, really know exactly what the Dolphins are thinking. Uh, but, Andrew, is there any matchup uh, that that you think we should touch on uh, next? Any, any of them stand out to you? Anybody you wanted to mention or bring up? Um, none really in particular. Uh, I could see... I could see Detroit running uh, – Detroit players being sneaky good against Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to sit their players. Um, you know, they said they start a lot, but no game really jumps out at me. Okay. Uh, um, I I think one that's interesting is uh, the 49ers and the Rams. And the Rams. Obviously, that's going to be a game that's going to be huge for both of their seasons. Trey Lance could be the starter, but I believe Jimmy Garoppolo was limited in practice today. Um, so he could could potentially play. Uh, it's not decided either way. It's a huge game for the Rams, I think, uh, or for both teams. And I think if I was the 49ers, I'd want – I'd probably want Jimmy Garoppolo to play. So that'll be an interesting one to monitor. Not that impactful for fantasy unless you're somehow in your final starting one of those two guys, which would be crazy. But – um, maybe you're in a super deep league or something, but uh, not that impactful for fantasy. But um, I do think it does seem that unless Jimmy Garoppolo somehow has some sort of magical playoff run, that he'll be gone next year and that it'll be to go into Trey Lance. Um, don't know if you guys agree. I don't know if that's the case. I feel like the offense so? is generally worse with uh, with. Trey with Trey Lance than it is Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G has played pretty well this season. I mean, he did melt down when it kind of mattered, but also Trey Lance has shown up. And I just I just watched his last game and he wasn't looking super sharp. He was like he had some he definitely had some moments where you're like, okay, I see it. I see what it can be. But he didn't look super sharp. I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of a downgrade when uh he's on the field. I have a very hard time believing they benched their third overall draft pick for a second year straight. That's the reason I think that's gonna, that he's going to play. I would like to note that I think what I think I want to introduce the idea is 
if Trey Lance plays really good versus the Rams and they win this game and they make it to the playoffs because Trey Lance balled out and beat the Rams, I think it's more likely that he starts the playoff game that wild card weekend more likely than Jimmy G is the quarterback next year. I think this might be – this is going to be Trey Lance's moment more than have Jimmy to G. ball out, though. I think he just needs to win the game versus the Rams and not, like – and be good. I don't think it's going to take a lot for him to. I feel like the last time that happened was Lamar Jackson, and uh, he's definitely no Lamar Jackson. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is very much kind of a Joe Flacco at this point. And uh, I could see, yeah, I don't don't really see Kyle Shanahan going into the playoffs and saying, oh, yes, all of a sudden Trey Lance is my guy. But instead of the experienced veteran, I see him leaning towards the experienced veteran. I first off, I don't. We don't know what Trey Lance is yet, so I do think this is not out, completely outside of the realm of possibility. I think if they had that kind of confidence in him, then I I think we maybe would have seen him sooner. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna play in the playoffs even if he play even if he wins. Um, is assuming Jimmy Garoppolo is back healthy the next week. But maybe they'll pull like a Jared Goff in the Rams situation where they say Jared Goff's hurt, so he's the backup, and so they can play, play Trey Lance. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. But I don't see him starting next week. But I do do think he could definitely uh, play well enough to secure his role as a starter next year and make it unquestionable that he should be the guy next year. But yeah, I do then- think that Jimmy G is really hurt though. So I could, yeah, I could see Trey Lance uh, starting for the rest of the season just based off that injury. I think it's a little bit more severe than people are, or that the Niners are making it out to be. And he was, it wasn't like he was, he was good until he got hurt and then he was really bad. And if Trey Lance, like, he's playing the Rams and they need, they need to win. And if he goes out and plays, throws for like 270 and two and runs for another 50 yards. And Jimmy G is 70%. Why do you not go with the guy you traded the two first-round picks for? What's the point at that point? And actually, I just found this report that came out today that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he was limited in practice, but after practice, he, quote, didn't feel so hot after throwing for the first time. So, you know, maybe maybe looking uh, maybe really looking like Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the bench this week for sure. But, yeah, it'll be interesting moving forward if uh, – if Trey Lance plays well, I, I you got to remember the, the Rams also really need to win this game. I, I actually think the Rams are really That's what good. I'm saying. And Kyle Shanahan dominates the Rams. He dominates them. So I do think it, I don't think he, a win for the 49ers necessarily means Trey Lance gets his job. But if Trey Lance himself plays really well. And that's the reason why they win. It's not why it's, it's not because Elijah Mitchell rushed for 130 and two. Yeah, Trey Lance. I do think Trey Lance keeps the job to the wild card weekend. I guess it's possible. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to play damn well, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has to play well. But if he does play well, it's his job to keep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, are there any other pieces of this matchup that either you, Gabby, or Andrew wanted to touch on before we move on to the next one? No. All right. Well, Gabby, I want to give you the floor. Is there is there a matchup uh, that you wanted to touch on with any players or any people that you wanted to bring up uh, next? 
Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, the Titans-Texans matchup, actually. What's interesting there is that the Titans really need this game very badly. And I wanted first, just a side note, Mike Grable's probably coach of the year, and we haven't noticed it. There isn't – there. if we had told the Titans when Derrick Henry got hurt that in week 18 they would just need to beat the Texans to get the number one seed, they would totally take that. And the fact that Mike Grable's been able to keep them afloat with the amount of injuries they've had is really good in my opinion. So I think that's a, a stellar coach of the year candidate. But also just from a football standpoint – um, Donaldson Foreman has been really good and Ryan Tannehill now with AJ Brown's back I think he has his weapons back so I think the Titans are going to play really well and on the other side Davis Mills has probably been the second best rookie quarterback this year behind Mac Jones when you look at it Trevor Lawrence has been crap Zach Wilson hasn't been all that good and I mean Davis Mills is just throwing balls he's throwing darts to Brandon Cooks and Nobody else, really, but he's still throwing yards. So I'm really interested in that game overall. I do think it has the potential to be a shootout. I do think it's it's, it's also just because the Texans won the first matchup at Tennessee. So, like, there's a chance the Texans win again. So that's a game that I'm watching outside of the Colts. That's the most interesting game. Not even maybe not even from a fantasy aspect because you're starting AJ Brown, but he could bust for you again. I think he's the biggest going in the next year. Where do you think AJ Brown goes? Because he's such a boomer bust wide receiver, but the booms are, I think they're, they're even stronger than like even a Tyler Lockett. I think. But like, I'm definitely buying the dip on AJ Brown. I feel like uh, he could definitely be that league winner type wide receiver for you. Definitely. He always comes alive later in the season, too. I think you're able to get him later than you were this year um, for next year's redraft leagues. But I think he still slots in ahead of, we were talking earlier, ahead of Jalen Waddle. I still think he's a very talented, highly drafted wide receiver. He probably does fall a little bit this year, though, from where he was, or this coming year from where he was to begin this year. And uh, I... And you said Davis Mills. Did you say Davis Mills was out? What, what did you say he was uh, as compared to the other quarterback, rookie quarterbacks? He was the second best rookie quarterback this year. Mm. I don't know about that, but maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, actually. I guess so. I mean, Zach Wilson, you let me down, man. Kellen uh, Mond has had a pretty solid year. <laughs> He just hasn't gotten his shot yet. Still love Kellen Mond. Big Kellen Mond fan. Um, but, yeah, uh, him not getting the start over Sean Mannion was definitely uh, not not a good sign for my Kellen Mond appreciation. So, that one's not looking good for me. But, anyways, um, in this matchup, yeah, I still think – I mean, it could be a huge huge running game uh, for Tennessee. Of course, they like to run the ball even with, with, with or without Derrick Henry. So, uh, the Texans, they still st- suck at stopping the run. And, of course, like like was mentioned earlier, the Texans did beat them last time, but I think that the Titans are going to pound the rock down their throat, and I think they're going to be able to do it successfully. And I think it's going to be a Titans win, and I think for that reason you could see 
Um, definitely a bad a down game from AJ Brown. Um, but you know, like, like we've, we've all said, AJ Brown's still really, really good. So, you know, he could always shock you there, but, uh, any other players in this matchup that you guys wanted to bring up before we move on to our next one? No, I think we can move on. All right. So next matchup, uh, we got, oh, shoot. Uh, sorry. Next matchup I was going to touch on was the Raiders and the Chargers. And honestly, the guy that I just really want to bring up for next year that's going to be really interesting. And, you know, I, I, I really don't know how to feel about this guy. I know exactly how Gabby's going to feel. So it's going to be interesting what Andrew has to say. But Hunter Renfro, what an absolute beast this year to, to end the year. Um, you know, Gabby, of course, could say he called it. Um, you know, I think there was some obviously some outside factors that um, made it more likely for Hunter Renfro to be fantasy relevant. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs and uh, Darren Waller's injuries. So, you know, it, it did work out, I think, but some outside factors that helped you get there. But yeah, it definitely a good season for Hunter Renfro to end the year. And uh, I think what's really interesting is where he's going to go in redraft leagues. And I guess also where you would see his dynasty value. I think in dynasty, it's a sell high. And I think in redraft, he goes higher, uh, likely goes higher than he should. And my reasoning for that is because I think it's unlikely uh, that the Raiders don't bring in another pass catcher. And we already know that there's a good chance that uh, Hunter Renfro's workload is going to diminish once Darren Waller is back and fully healthy um, as it was somewhat diminished at the beginning of the year. So I, I think um, with those two factors combined, of course, one of them is completely um, just a guess. I think they're going to bring in another good receiver. I guess I don't know that for sure though. Um, if they didn't, I would you love never know Hunter with Renfro. those Raiders. <laughs> Maybe they'll try to bring back Antonio Brown. We, we heard he, uh, he's, he's planning to come back next season. So Maybe they'll bring him back. But uh, I, I, I think Hunter Renfro is going to be a little bit of a trap player. I think, I mean, obviously he's a great player on the field, but for fantasy, I just don't think he can continue to put up this kind of workload. I think he's going to regress back to the mean and become more of that guaranteed 10 points guy, but that's all you get. Um, so relevant, of course, but, um, and with probably some big games in there. So I guess a little bit, a little bit better outlook than I, gave him credit for at the beginning of the season, um, even if they do get another receiver. But I think Hunter Renfro is going to be kind of a disappointment next year um, compared to how he finished this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how people feel about him when next year starts. Um, and yeah, in Dynasty, I'd be trying to sell high, I think. So um, I definitely want to hear what you guys think. I, I think I know what Gabby's going to say, but curious what you guys think about Hunter Renfro moving forward. Me? Well, I think um, Hunter Renfro Personally, I, I've been beating the drum on him all year, as you guys all well know. I, I've been saying this Derek Carr is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. My co-host has been taking the other side. No, no, he's but, underrated, but he's not a top 10 guy like you sometimes claim. Yeah, and then even when Hunter Renfro was going around just being consistent, me and Mr. 550, I said, he has a position on your team. He has a, a defined floor, and an un, like his ceiling is there. And Sam said, no, it's not there. I said, the connection with him and Renfro and Carr is real. Just wait for it. And the blossom oh, dude. here. He, got, yes, he lost R- Ruggs and Waller. Yeah, okay, okay. 
Things happen. But at the end of the day, you know who stood tall? Hunter Renfro. He came through for you when you needed him most. He and did. He did. I, I could say I called it. I won't, though. I'll let you do that. <laughs> so. You called it, Gabby, but I think you got kind of aided by some outside factors, like I said. But, yeah, I'm curious, though. So are you saying next year he's going to continue like this? This is, your, this is your guy going forward next year? Like, if I had Hunter Renfro and was trying to trade him away for – it doesn't matter what it is, but let's just say market value, you'd be trying to get him to that price? I, I'm trying to sell at his peak, and you'd be trying to get him because you think he's going to continue to be that good? You think he's going to continue to be the guy he was this year? I think he has the potential to be a 90 reception guy going forward. Um, I do think he's proven that he's going to be a bigger part of the offense. I think Waller, I think I'd be more worried of Waller going forward because more of this, more than Hunter Renfrow. I do think this might be the peak. Obviously, Waller is a force, so he's going to take some targets away. But I don't think it's going, going back to the way it was. If, it, if, I had a, if I was a Waller owner, I'd be scared that Hunter Renfrow is broken out in that. Waller now is might be the second area option in this offense more than the, the first option. I mean, I don't know about that, but that's definitely, I guess, possible. You know, if I didn't know any better, I'd think you were a Raiders fan. <laughs> After last week, he might be. <laughs> uh, oh. Colts fan joke. Oh, geez. Uh, and Honestly, though, I do want to say uh, with the, on the Raiders, I think that my pick for the Raiders head coach next year is John Harbaugh. I know Rich Versace has had a, a good year, but I feel like they're I feel like just the way with the owner is they're gonna they're gonna switch things up. So you never know. You never know with uh, when a new regime comes in. I feel like Hunter Renfro may not be a mainstay. He may he may have to do his dirty work somewhere else. But um and I don't know about Derek Carr either. I don't know. You never know if they want to switch things up or not. But I feel like Darren Waller is just, like, cemented as one of the top tight ends in the NFL. He's safe. But that's kind of how I feel about the Raiders going going forward in the next season, maybe beyond. Yeah, I think we see it pretty similar, Andrew, except for the part where you think uh, Jim uh, John Harbaugh is going to leave Baltimore to go coach. Oh, Jim. That's, that's a little I meant Jimmy. <laughs> no, I was just messing with you. I always get those two mixed up. It's like they're brothers or something. Um but, yeah, no, and then, uh, yeah, on the Chargers side, um, you know, it's same old, same old. Uh, nothing much not, nothing much different, I think, for this matchup. Nothing really stands out to you there. Um, Josh Jacobs could have a pretty solid game, though. The Chargers, of course, do not have a very good run defense. So, could be a good game for Josh Jacobs. Or better than normal. He's pretty solid anyways. But, um, Gabby, were there any other matchups uh, that – that you wanted to touch on here? Any players that you wanted to bring up? No. All right. So we had some technical difficulties there real quick. Um, Sounds overlapping. Anyways, I was talking about uh, the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Um, I just wanted to bring them up because, you know, there's there's obviously Antonio Brown walked off the field last week. He's no longer a Buccaneer. And then, of course, there's Chris Godwin is out. And so where we thought there was a lot of strength in the Bucks in the wide receiver position is now a little bit of a weakness. 
Um, so I was wondering if either of you guys had any thoughts about um, who might who might benefit in that offense, or if there was anybody in that offense uh, that you wanted to touch on. Do you think Scotty Miller maybe gets a bump and becomes fantasy relevant for maybe deeper leagues um, that and that in their fantasy matchup or their championship matchup? Maybe you're in a really deep league and you're just looking for the best guy available. Maybe Scotty Miller, or as I tend to tend to think, uh, do you think that the tight tight ends might uh, see an increased workload? Uh, Gronk, Cameron Brait, um, and probably be the focal point of that offense. Uh, did you guys, either of you, have any thoughts on that at all? I kind of like the look of uh, Cyril Grayson. I feel like uh, you look at the last game, he got six targets. Gronk got seven. So, obviously, I mean, Gronk's going to be targeted a lot every game. But this guy coming in at second with six targets for 81 yards, that's a decent amount of yards per catch. And I I feel like he could – I feel like he could be the guy going forward uh, if – I mean, unless they just sign some stud off free agency that I'm unaware of. No, I mean, I haven't heard of any signings, but yeah, Cyril Grayson, that's a that's a deep, deep one then going deep for that one. I guess, yeah. I mean, he did have a good game better than I actually even realized now that I'm going back and looking at his stats. So yeah, it's a good call out. Um, definitely an interesting play there. Gabby, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, it's either gonna be Grayson or Tyler Johnson for me if we're gonna have to be the Bucks, but I mean I'm not no, I'm not playing these guys, man. No, me either. I think that the tight ends are going to see. I'm looking somewhere else. I'm looking for a different. <laughs> I think it, it could be. I think it very well. You're going to see somebody fantasy relevant from one of those guy, three guys, including Scotty Miller. Um, but I just, I just don't think you can necessarily figure out who it's going to be. I just, and somebody probably gets a big player too. But what was that, Gabby? Yeah, one of them is going to be a big play, but there's just going to be no way of finding out. Which one? Agreed. So I don't think it's playing any of them. Agreed. Um, yeah, I'm looking through here, and I don't see any other uh, matchups that I think particularly stand out to me that we should be touching on. Um, but of course, you know, I just want to give you guys one last chance. If there was any other matchups uh, that you wanted to touch on after this, we'll go through uh, just one or two buy low, um, end of season, dynasty, um, trade four targets. Um, before we head out here. But I just wanted to ask you guys if there were any other matchups before we go that you were interested in bringing up. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, I think that we'd be out of a lot. We'd be uh, giving our, we, we would be uh, uh, having our viewers or listeners miss, miss out. We didn't say anything about the Bills game. Obviously, Devin Singletary popped last week in his first 20-plus carry week. And I think that I think that he's a solid start. And honestly, I started him over Saquon last week, and I'll tell you what, didn't regret it. Didn't regret it one bit. The matchup didn't matter, but I think you could start Devin Singletary and be very confident that he is going to pop off. Uh, I might I might start Josh Allen. I'm weirdly confident of what he can do in just playing three quarters, which is what I estimate he will play. I think the Jets. I think the Jets show out a little bit more than people expect. I think you could maybe no, you can't throw you can't throw Zach Wilson in your lineup. Uh, you can't really throw any of the Jets in your lineup, but they might still play better than you expect. That's all I gotta say about that matchup. But definitely, definitely give Devin Singletary a start. I think unless you have two studs, 
And if you do, consider putting him in your flex. You know, actually, um, for once about Devin Singletary, I agree with you. Um, but that's solely because they're playing the Jets in week 18, and I don't think they want to get Josh Allen hurt. I'm not as high on the uh, the just the total skill of the player. And, and Dynasty, I'm not interested really in Devin Singletary much at all. I mean, of course, it's Dynasty. He's a guy that would be definitely rostered, but I'm not necessarily all about that. But I do think it's a good play this week. Uh, I think you could be right about that for sure. Um, and, yeah, honestly, don't I sleep on Devin Singletary. I think, honestly, uh, him, Josh Allen, and uh, Stephon Diggs are probably the only Bills I'm playing this week. Maybe maybe Dawson Knox, but uh, I just I think they probably just – I guess any other team would probably just try to run the ball all over the Jets, but we'll see. That's uh, fair. Yeah, Gabby, any thoughts on this Jets-Bills matchup? On the Jets-Bills matchup? No, I think, I think on the – on the betting side, I Jets, Jets plus 16, I I would definitely, yeah, hammer the Jets side. I think the Bills, the propensity to lose games that they shouldn't lose to. And, I mean, I just don't think they're that good this year, honestly. So, um, I mean, so I I would bet the Jets, but from a fantasy perspective, no, I think that it's That is a quick way to lose some money. I, yeah, I, I certainly – I wonder what the line is, but I certainly – would not be taking the Jets money line. What's up? I didn't say, I didn't say Jets money line. No, I, said, I know. I'm just saying, like, I just wouldn't be taking them to win straight up. I wouldn't be doing that. And I don't know what the line is. Probably wouldn't be taking that either. Don't know what it is. But the Bills, they might have lost to the Jags this year, but they're still good. They might not be winning the Super Bowl, but I do know they're way better than the Jets. Gabby, you froze for a sec there, so I don't know if you said anything to that, but I definitely think they're better than the Jets. I I, I think they're better than the Jets, yes, of course, but who knows? It might it might be a look again, look ahead game. You know, they have playoffs on their mind. The Jets, it doesn't really matter. They can just see your head. So I'm second from a covering standpoint. Yeah, I think it's going to be closer. Zach Wilson might might finally get his moxie back. He looked good this week versus the Bucks. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady them at the end, but he looked pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. No, Against the number one pass defense in the league. We'll see how Zach Wilson does. Might be a little tougher this week, but it's not like the Bucks are any any slouches on D though. So um, they might have been a little distracted though. Uh anyways though, we are going to move into our uh our buy low candidates for dynasty and so we'll just hit on those real quick um so i'm gonna start i just wanted to say michael uh michael carter with the jets the running back for the jets um he's a player that's shown a lot of promise and played well in as far as fantasy goes and in real life um the jets need playmakers and i think there's a good chance that michael carter continues to lead this backfield um going into the next season he's of course been hurt these last uh or not these last few weeks, but hurt recently before um, in, in week 12 to week 14. Um, and then when he came back, he's been a little bit slow, um, but he was the clear lead back before he got hurt um, and was really starting to break out. And I think he's a guy uh, that people might not quite be high enough on quite yet. And I think if you go out and get Michael Carter, you won't be disappointed uh, going into next season. But Andrew, who do you got? In the Bills-Jets game? 
No, Dynasty. I think I have the Bills. Dynasty by low. Oh, sorry. On the Dynasty by low, I would say. Um, on the Dynasty by low, I would say you could potentially get good value for Kyle Pitts if someone's feeling like maybe they got a little bit slighted. I think Kyle Pitts is about to be a legendary tight end. They probably don't if they've watched him at all, but I mean, there, there was some chatter about him being a little bit subpar this year, but it's sometimes for him a little bit. I feel like it's just when you watch him play, you just see how good he is. And he's literally like, he's literally just like a Julio Jones playing tight end. It looks like, so I would go get him probably. Uh, I don't think you could get him for a reasonable price. Personally, he did not perform up to his draft capital. I um, mean, redraft, but as far as dynasty is concerned, he's yet to reach his full potential. So I, I would have a hard time believing. Sometimes that right, leads you know? to a buy low value, though. I know. Someone but doesn't I, really. But I, I don't think that, uh, don't think that Kyle Pitts is necessarily. Um, I don't think people are out on him this that late this already. Even if they drafted him, I don't think they're out on him already. So okay, I have another one then. Okay, but real quick though, before we before we get to that. I am going to end the – we're going to have to take a break real quick, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back into Sam and Gabby's Fantasy Football Show with Andrew, of course. We are continuing on with our – Dynasty by low candidate. So Andrew, Andrew was going to give us our second, his second guy uh, after giving us Kyle Pitts here. So Andrew, who you got? Uh, I, I have J.K. Dobbins actually. He, I'm switching my pick to J.K. Dobbins because uh, the Ravens. I think can, not this year, but one. the year before. Okay, well, uh, sure, I'll take them both. <laughs> but the Ravens before last year, I know for a fact they ran the ball more than anyone in the NFL. And if J.K. Dobbins was healthy, he'd be leading that charge this year. And I think he'd just be racking up yards and getting a lot of touchdowns, honestly, and getting enough catches to support him in a PPR league and make him – he would probably be a top five running back in the league in my eyes, but more like probably top ten. I'm a little bit optimistic. But uh, I think that you can get him for a pretty good value right now just because he's been hurt all season with the torn ACL, I believe. And uh, whenever that happens to a guy, you can get him for a pretty good value. And ACL, honestly, what I could say about that is it's not an Achilles. So could be worse. I think he's a pretty good value. I don't know uh, if you guys have any dispute on this or, Gabby, you want to go with your picks. Uh, no, I think J.K. Go I ahead, Gabby. Would be a really good get, pick at, um, after his – Injury. Um, we know the Ravens are running first team, and it looks like without their running game, they were not as good. I mean, injuries decimated them. So I do think J.K. Dobbins has a really good opportunity to be really good this year or next year. I mean, I do as well, but I think it's going to be a situation that you really want to monitor. And I'm I'm not necessarily buying low on him. It depends. I, I'm prodding the owner to check the price, but. Uh, my fear is that the the Ravens they learn from this situation that they're in this year, where they have uh, just old guys that they picked up off free agency and their backfield. Um, 
I could see them bringing in another guy. And while I don't think that makes J.K. Dobbins irrelevant by any means, I just I just pump the brakes a little bit. I'm not necessarily sold that he gets a uh, backfield to himself. I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up similar to Arizona if they when both guys are healthy or or maybe even we'll just um, like more like a early days Alvin Kamara maybe we're Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram were both relevant. Um, of course that would if that was the case and J.K. Dobbins was as good as Alvin Kamara those days that would be totally fine but what I'm saying is uh, I just don't necessarily believe that J.K. Dobbins is going to be the the only guy there and I could see him maybe not being quite as uh, as good as maybe you might imagine now just because of course this is a whole off season away um, so you know I'm just not necessarily sold that J.K. Dobbins is the only guy there it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they do bring in a guy who makes J.K. Dobbins the number two or just diminishes his role. So that that's kind of just my thoughts on J.K. Dobbins. Again, I'm still still pro J.K. Dobbins and think he'll be really good next year, um, but that's just my hesitation, and I, I'd like to make sure I share that. But uh, any right. any other uh, J.K. Dobbins thoughts? Nope. No All right. More. Gabby, who's your dynasty by low player or players? My first guy is a wide receiver. He's pretty established, but I do think this is the time to buy low on him. His quarterback play has always been bad, but this year it's been messy bad. But he's had some really big weeks. He's wide receiver 25 right now. His name is Terry McLaurin. I think this is a really good time to get by him now. Going into the, a couple of years ago, we, we thought he was one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL, and he still has the talent, but Taylor Heineke in the – football team's offense just don't doesn't push the ball down the field and next year we can assure you there's going to be a different quarterback at the home I don't know who it's going to be but it's not going to be Heineke um, it's either going to be through the draft or they're going to trade for somebody so I would be looking to grab McCorn in any league that you can because his talent is there and it's just with a slight uptick in quarterback play he's going to return value because if you look at his quarterback play before Heineke it's the guys like Kyle Allen um Case Keenum, Dink and Dunk guys. He hasn't really. He also hasn't really had a guy that pushes the ball down the field. So I'm really curious to see who it was. That's why we were high on Ryan Fitzpatrick um, going into the season and that connection as a whole. So hopefully they get a real quarterback. I'm a proponent of Derek Carr going to that team. I'm a Derek Carr fan myself, but I think the Washington Football Team could use a quarterback or even like a Baker Mayfield, somebody that is just willing to sling the ball down the field. I think would be really good for Terry McCoy in his career. So, but I think this is the time to buy him now. And the other wide receiver I'm looking to buy kind of in a similar situation is DJ Moore for the, mostly the same reasons I just stated, but that quarterback play, I do think it's going to improve there as well, but there is a slight caveat that McCaffrey's going to be back there as well. And how much of the reception in the receiving game does he take away from the offense? Cause he is going to be a major part of the offense when he returns. But I'm looking to get DJ Moore in any league that I can in Dynasty. Yeah, I, I personally think that McLaurin and DJ Moore are both um, – they're both top receivers in the league. And so I think they're both just a quarterback away from huge fantasy seasons. So I, I definitely think those are great guys to call out. And I definitely they're definitely at least going to have different guys there. It's not necessarily going to be clear if those quarterbacks are going to be good or not. But um, they're going to be different at the very least. So good chance uh, – that the fantasy production proves for both those guys. 
Um, Andrew, do you have any points on that? Those two guys that you wanted to mention before? Um, I had a couple more guys to add, but I, I wanted to see if you had any points to mention on those two guys first. No, I th- when Gabby said uh, receiver with a bad quarterback, I thought he was alluding to Michael Pittman, but uh, he kind of caught me off guard there with the Terry McLaurin pick. But uh, no, I would go for Terry McLaurin, and I loved uh, the DJ Moore, the DJ Moore wreck. I think that the the quarterback situation could be vastly different in Carolina next season, and uh, it could also be a vastly improved Sam Darnold. So I mean, I think that that's a that's a good buy low. You think Sam Darnold is going to be? You think? Well, you think? You think Sam Darnold is going to move or and be a good? I'm afraid to say that he could be good, but I still think he could be. You good. should be. You should be really afraid to say that. I know. I think you should. I don't think you should say I, that. I I just think he could. You know, he is. He obviously is not. I don't. I feel you. To be. In, from that same draft, I still think Baker Mayfield could be good. So um, there you go. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, Gabby, if you want to share your craziest quarterback take, that's fine. You don't have to. But, yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from there, Andrew. Um, but, yeah, no, we can uh, we can move on to uh, – I just had a couple couple guys I wanted to mention. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson is a really interesting by-low candidate for Dynasty. I think he's going to be great for years, and I think he wasn't quite as good as he could have been uh, this year. And I think a lot of players – fantasy players had higher expectations for him than he actually fulfilled. And so I think you could buy him low or lower than his actual value. I think TJ Hawkinson, there's going to be a different quarterback probably in Detroit too. And at the very least, I just think that the Detroit offense has a hard time being worse than it was this year. So I think when T I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be an improved tight end and he might not have the, he won't have the ceiling next year to be probably top three. But if you're trying to get a guy that's really good and consistent in Dynasty, and as we all know, there's only a few of those guys, you might not be able to afford all of them. And if you're looking for a bargain, TJ Hawkinson is, I think, the way to go. Don't think he'll be top three for a few years, but I do think that there's a chance that he does break into that group at some point. I think it's going to depend on just how the lines develop and who they bring in a quarterback in the future. Um, But I think at the very least, TJ Hawkinson is always going to be a reliable guy for you. And he did produce this year when he was playing. Uh, where when he was healthy, he had a game or two where he was a bust, no doubt, but he is a tight end and he is a tight end on the lions. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, kind of, going to come, come with the territory there. So um, I love TJ Hawkinson. And then I also just wanted to touch on all, basically every pass catcher in Denver, um, but specifically Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant. I think those guys, I think Denver's going to bring in a new quarterback. that's going to be good. And, uh, I, I think that those guys are all in line for increased fantasy production. And uh, one of them I think is going to break out. I think it's probably going to be Sutton or Judy. And I would probably lean Judy as far as a more consistent basis. Um, so those, I would definitely target those guys though. as really, really cheap by low guys or relatively very cheap by low guys that I think could really um, be fantasy relevant next year. Um, but did you guys have any thoughts on, any of those guys I mentioned or that Broncos, I guess. Oh, I have the guy actually that your TJ Hawkinson pick made me think of. And I wanted to make sure I said his name and that's Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas Goddard's going to be the biggest value in tight end next season. I mean, have you seen him these last couple of weeks? He's just been a monster. He did have one game where he was pretty down. He had four points, but 
he had a couple of 20 point games. I think he almost had 30 points in one of those games too. And he's just, he seems to just get targets like no other, which as we all know, leads to fantasy success. I mean, even, even Travis Kelsey had a, a bus game. So, I mean, I don't think you can, can't really hate too much on a, a tight end for having a bus week. It seems to come with uh, being a tight end, but I, I think that's, a- it seems like, yeah, it seems like when now that Zach Ertz is gone, he has the potential to be a top five tight end in the league, especially fantasy wise. And I, he's one of those guys that has, like you mentioned, a chance to put up huge points. And if your tight end puts up huge points, that's a huge advantage in many matchups. So um, he's a guy that's not just going to get you like eight or 10 every week. He's going to get, get you weeks that are 20 or more sometimes. So maybe not, it'll be a question of how consistently that happens, but he definitely has that ability. Um, but yeah, any, uh, any other thoughts or players that you guys wanted to bring up? All right. I think we're good. Awesome. So thank you guys for joining us listening to episode 19 of Sammy Gaddy's fantasy football show with Andrew, you know, it's been a great season. And of course this is week 18. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll continue to do the show uh, on a less frequent basis, but we will continue to do the show may go through a rebrand. We'll see. But uh, in the meantime, you should keep a, uh, you should follow us on Twitter. Send us any questions you may have. We'll always answer those. Then um, yeah, good luck if you're still playing and, See you next week or next time.